again, the heart and soul is what hopefully drew us all to this business and keeps us all here. And Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Hello, Dave Zorko here with Saturday Omaha. This episode, it's Food Recognized Food with Nick Bartholomew of Overeasy and Dandelion Pop-Up. Nick and I sat down in Overeasy to talk about where he likes to eat, new menu items at Overeasy, food his grandma used to make, and in the second half, a special effort to help the Siena Francis House bring chef-designed food to those in need. Oh, do you miss B&G Tasty Foods? Well, you might want to hang on for that as well. Okay, let's go. Hello, it's Dave Zorko here with Saturday Omaha's Food Recognized Food, and I am fortunate enough to be sitting inside Over Easy with Nick Bartholomew, and uh, he has opened up the house here for me. Um, they're not usually open right now, but I am in here. Although, per these interviews, as per usual, there are people working in the restaurant when it is closed. So if you think that they open those doors and that's when they clock in, oh no, that's that's not how that works. And uh, Nick was also playing a plumber here bef- before we even started this thing. Um, and we got to talk to, uh, uh, I guess, head pastry chef in the yes. kitchen, uh, Sarah. And I got one of these awesome Pop-Tarts. It's a blueberry Pop-Tart with a little uh, lemon zest on top. Um, great flavor and everything, but uh, oh my gosh, delicious. So a uh, true to the service and hospitality industry, I have, I'm at a table with the tablecloth, water, and a freshly homemade Pop-Tart straight <laughs> off the line. So look for pictures on that on social. But anyway, let's get into the important part. Nick, Nick Bartholomew is here with me. And Nick, how are you, sir? So well, so well. I think that this summer has been excellent and uh, going into a lovely fall and we'll see how everything goes. But uh all things looking good in the food world. Awesome, that's beautiful. So um, on uh, Food Recognized Food, we wanna start out with checking and see what's going on. Now, you don't, you're you're not in just one restaurant, not just over easy. Uh, you're involved in Dandelion Pop-Up, that's kind of your baby, which has been one of the, I mean, weekly exciting things happening, and that's expanded to brunch at the, the Flatiron as yes. well, or so like two pop-ups happening there. But I'm gonna turn the mic over to you. What is going on with all of your ventures in and around the food world? <clears throat> you know, you summed it up pretty well. Uh, you know, we're right now in the middle of a new menu uh, overhaul here at Over Easy. We're gonna excite uh, some longtime fans we're turning our uh, eight-year anniversary here next month that's significant so uh you know we've definitely served this part of the city and hopefully all of you at least once uh, even if you aren't from this part of the city and so we think that eight years is a good run but it's time to add some you know new stuff and turn some new lights on and see uh see what else over easy can do that's awesome. So uh, I'll, I'll ask, and you don't have to answer, but any sneak peeks on that menu that you would like to let people know about? Certainly, yeah. So, you know, we're bringing back some rounders, right? That's the first thing that really has taken um, the most finesse. The finesse with the baking of the rounders and really doing justice to what Local Motive had created yeah. um, and what those guys had really, you know, conceptualized there was something awesome. You know, it's not just easy. Let's put it like that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we want to incorporate that into the new menu. And so we'll be offering two different types of rounders um, at a time at the menu and on the new menu. And uh, then we'll kind of move them in and move them out with specials and otherwise. But I believe we're starting with the herb egg and the pork green chili. Um, So those two will be on the new menu for over easy. Um, We'll also be adding um, a breakfast taquito. So there'll be a stack of six of those with some cheese and some uh, green salsa verde. And then you can get your side dish or your hash brown rounds. And so that'll be a new dish that's pretty exciting. And that's a good one through the drive-thru also. So uh, those are the kind of dishes we're looking for. And those are the ones that made the cut. And now costing them out and getting the recipes just right is really what we've been working on for about the last 18 days. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. So yeah, for those that have not yet been out here, by the way, get out to Over Easy, by the way. Um, But uh, yeah, so you have... have, uh, dine-in space. Uh, first time I came in and ate here, I ate at the, the counter up front, uh, several tables around, and then drive through So, like, I mean, and you're doing elevated, you know, breakfast, brunch type stuff through a drive through Yeah, you know, really cool. I mean, and that was something that we didn't know uh, how that was going to go when we first started, but uh, especially in a pandemic, that was something that became uh, a stalwart of the oh, new business yeah. model, you know, and really helped us uh, sail through 
um, what was the pandemic and hopefully keeps us rocking. But um, yeah. yeah, sit down, drive through has really been a huge part of our model. This week we did uh, our over easy free coffee stand up there on the corner. I saw that, that's super fun. <laughs> so that was something, as you can see right out in front, the traffic pattern is pretty dense and especially yeah. dense when schools go. We're right in the middle of a couple of high schools and four or five elementary schools and, uh, and a middle school right up the street. So, yeah. um, you know, every morning, every time we come to work and we see these Pop-Tarts, a lot of that drive-through traffic for coffee comes directly off of Q Street on the way to 168. So yeah. we thought, what a better way to repay some of those patrons and maybe get to somebody who was in a hurry and didn't have a chance to come to the drive-through that day. So for sure. we met them in traffic with a cup of uh, cinnamon sticky bun coffee oh my gosh, and uh, a free oh. coffee card. And so we had some fun meeting some new customers this week. That's fantastic. So, so you know, the productivity level in Omaha, at least in this area, so we're off of 168th and Q, um, skyrocketed very likely uh, that morning because <laughs> of over easy. So. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think that's just something that you know, over easy is about. Really, whether it's dandelion or if it's over easy, the you know, the community touches yeah. is really what is our backbone, and I think that that's something that will carry through and hopefully shows through. Uh, and anything that we do. And so, you know, while some people looked at me like I was asking them for money and I might have been panhandling, <laughs> others, you know, recognized the logo, recognized the product being a quality product and had yeah. their hands out the window before I could even get to them. <laughs> so that was exciting to see. And, um, you know, we've seen new customers since. And again, community first. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay, so one item that I have seen many pictures of, and I've got to ask if it's on the new menu because I haven't had it yet, but is the chicken and the bubble waffle. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I haven't had it yet, and it looks amazing. It's and excellent. And, you know, it's just been something that's been great for us. And we've been able to use it in a bunch of cool ways. So yeah. what you see and what is on the menu daily is the chicken and bubble waffle that comes with the sriracha honey. Um, we don't really use the syrup on that. The honey is really, like, a standout piece of that dish yeah um, and you can get it spicy also um, with some buffalo sauce uh, but you know moving into like the Chinese New Year periods in January yeah. we do um, you know like a Korean fried chicken and bubble nice. waffle version of that and so there's really been some interesting plays but yeah long live the chicken and waffles that uh, use a bubble waffle that's awesome that's awesome long live the bubble waffle that's yeah. beautiful uh, we've got over easy and then um, how about dandelion? You've got the kind of the chef's schedule worked out for the remainder of the year. And, and one of the things I like about this is it's different every week. Mm. You are shining a, a, a light, a spotlight on local chefs, giving people an opportunity that maybe wouldn't be able to do these things elsewhere. Um, I mean, you, you, we'll, we'll talk about B&G Tasty Foods in a minute, um, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the folks, Midwest Mike and those guys for Dirty Birds, I mean, did that pop-up down there that was delicious, and now they're, they're running Dirty Birds wow. and doing things. So, and what yeah. a post they wrote the other day that was just so nice. You know, you don't, you don't have time usually to look up in some of those pop-up cases, you know, and we didn't know, or I didn't know, um, sometimes what I was getting myself into. Sure. Um, but, you know, you run across guys like Dirty Birds uh, along the way that have just done an incredible job and found their niche yeah. in our Omaha food market, and it was so needed. You know what I mean? It was something that was so needed by all of us, which is why it was embraced so wholeheartedly. Um, but the post that they wrote just thanking Dandelion and thanking um, what they got to accomplish because of Dandelion was a humbling thing. You know, it was a thing where you just see that and you think, wow, the work means something. And, you know, that was something that was really important uh, when I was coming up, you know, and doing yeah. this, doing in restaurants, you know, is um, there wasn't that. There was no platform either. You were all the way in or you weren't. You know, and so that's something that I really think has changed in the landscape in the last eight years. And I hope yeah. Dandelion's been that wedge um, for change because places like the Shack on 13th yeah. have opened to opportunities at the Switch. And then now we're at Flatiron. And so whether you're not interested in food or you are, Dandelion's been able to activate a part of town that you love. Right. And so really that's what we're hopeful continues. Um, we have some amazing uh, nationally recognized chefs coming up now. Awesome. In the next couple of weeks, um, uh, Harbinger 
out of Des Moines okay. is one we're super proud to have coming up. Yeah. Uh, Chef Joe Tripp up there is doing some beautiful, beautiful things. And I would, uh, you know, put the work that he puts out as something akin to um, Lot 2 meets the Market House. Oh, my goodness. And it is just phenomenal stuff. It's not pretentious. It's not something that you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is out of my league. It's something right. that's completely approachable. It's something that has its roots right here in the Midwest. And I mean, if you get a chance to go visit Des Moines, please, please go visit Joe uh, Trip at the Harbinger. Yeah. You will not be disappointed. Uh, and then we have Future Food out of Los Angeles coming oh, in October 24th. Wow. They're an LA-based um, vegan fried chicken sandwich company. Oh, cool. That does some of the most beautiful homemade from scratch stuff, vegan food yeah. that doesn't look or taste like vegan food. Yeah. And so they're, uh, they do a different city each week or each day, I think, even oh my now. Gosh. And so they truck across the United States um, and you kind of have to beg and plead and hope <laughs> that they'll stop where you want them to hope. And so Danny Lyon was lucky enough to get them this year. Um, and with that and the brunches we're doing at the Flatiron, we have uh, Eat and Dodge. Coming up September, uh, or excuse me, October 2nd. And before that, we have uh, Ellie Burkall, uh, and she's doing a Puerto Rican party all day on September 25th down there at the Flatiron with music oh my and traditional, you know, Puerto Rican food. So, again, Danny Lyon hopefully is doing something for the neighborhoods you love, and we yeah. hope to continue that for a long, long time. Man, no question. And if, I mean, if it's a Friday, you know, and you're like, I don't know what I should eat. Just go to Dandelion because there'll be something interesting there. No question. I right, mean, it's never it. a boring item ever, ever. Thank you. So, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a testament to the guys and gals that come in and do the work. Yeah. You know, we've seen a lot of hardship this year as far as the chef's time and their labor capabilities. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing that's been great is if a chef had to cancel, another one has stood up and said, I can make it work. So yeah. kudos to all of you listening that are part of this industry and just working your butt off because we see you, whether anybody else does or not, um, us owners and, and the people that work around you, we see and appreciate all the work you're doing. So thank you so much, all of you. Well said, well said. And you know, and not only all this work that you put in and, and nourishing people with delicious food <laughs> and you know, um, I pro providing, you know, life sustaining calories that are delicious. <laughs> Those are the best type. Right. So, Oh, that's fantastic. Well, cool. Well, we'll circle back again, uh, give you a chance if you think of anything else that you want to talk about towards the end. But we need to get into where in the Omaha and Metro type area do you like to eat? Where might you send people? And what might you tell them to order? So give me some of those yeah. good spots. Great questions. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm a... I'm a guy who was born and raised here in Omaha, so, you know, I'm a traditionalist just like anyone else, but as a part of the food community, I've, I've loved seeing it grow. You yeah. know, I've loved seeing people like Paul Kulik and Clayton Chapman initially break those glass ceilings, you know, with what Omaha could expect from its food, yeah. and now see, you know, Matt Mosier and Ben Maids and, and, the, and Tim Maids and, you know, uh, those kinds of guys really go out there and kick some butt. So, um, you know, my favorite place to eat for the longest time in Omaha, Nebraska was Espana, right? Oh, sure, so yeah. Espana and Benson was just kind of my place to go. It was the family uh, go-to for Friday and Saturday nights if we wanted some fun out. You know, yeah. Carlos had done an amazing job um, sustaining that business for a long time. And what's even more fantastic is how they transitioned it into Au Courant, sure. which is another you know, beautiful, beautiful dining restaurant. And I think that as many times as I get to go to Benson, you know, that's got to be a place that we, uh, we frequent. But I mean, you know, I think that that's more of a dinner place. So for lunches, you know, we, I'm a Phillies kind of guy. Cool. So Barrett's, you know, is one of my uh, palate's yeah. favorite places to go. Mom introduced us to that, I think, on a St. Patrick's Day once upon a time. Oh, man. And then that's when I was lucky enough to meet Karen Barrett. Oh, nice. And we've never let each other go. You Aww. know, Karen Barrett and I, uh, at least I think, to my face, she, you know, she pretends to like me a lot. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I mean, Barrett's has got to be on that list somewhere for me. It's definitely some place that I try to frequent as much as I can. The boys tiger down there and uh, the guys who come out and work their butts off when even they do a dandelion always uh, 
bring the best fillies in Omaha. So that's awesome. That's so, some fun. So I got to ask you on all current. So if you're going for dinner, do you usually go for the tasting menu? Is that is that the way to go, or do you have a special dish, or just whatever's on the menu is? is yeah, the we way to wing go. it. You know, in nice. that case, it's about just kind of being immersed. The tasting menu is always great, right? You know, sure. you're going to have fun, and Benny and and Chovy are going to put you through an experience. But I mean, really, you know, selecting those things or just saying, hey, just do one of everything on the first courses, you know, and having a bottle of wine is really um, an excellent, excellent experience. And so day or night, you can go early or late. And I think yeah. that semi dictates the menu too. That's awesome. And then at, and at Barrett's, um, you know, we did some uh, takeout from them during the, the, you know, when the pandemic was really kind of locked down. Good. They do some great uh, to go. They're ready quick. It's, it's hot. It's fresh. And that was one of my first experiences trying the, the chicken Philly, Ugh. which is very different from what you might expect from a chicken Philly. Certainly. Um, but delicious. It's, it's this mix, this saucy, cheesy, and there's like, I don't know, some soy or some, you know, yeah. um, other sauce in there that just uh, makes it different and, and super tasty and they're big and, and really good. So what do, what do you like down at Barrett's? Do you, you know, have a go-to? Yeah. I mean, I think that for us, it's the tenderloin usually on oh, Thursday. Tenderloin thir- day. Th- is it Thursdays and Fridays? Yeah. yeah. So if they have, you know, any leftover after Thursdays, but Thursday night football, like tonight with a tenderloin and a cold beer is always, Ooh. uh, I mean, I'm a harp guy down there, and yeah. so generally speaking, we get a couple minutes with Karen if she's around, and that makes living worth living in Omaha worthwhile. I mean, you know, and not a small tenderloin, right? <laughs> which is the key, right? Right, which is the key to tenderloins that are good. But you know, and right down the road, um, Broncos is my favorite cheeseburger in town. Nice. You know, I think that realistically, nobody does it better than Broncos, and their French fries gotta have to be up there with some of my favorites as well so fresh I mean, cut up every day too right you know so. that's that exactly that's the everyday kind of choices but yeah those guys leavenworth street you know has some healthy selections down there <laughs> they do for sure for sure that's fantastic well where else around uh, the omaha community do you find yourself or where might you send people yeah so i mean definitely virtuoso for pizza i mean it always dictates you know you it always dictates what someone's interested in but of virtuoso course. for pizza if you're out in that area um, you know, Saddle Creek Breakfast, I got to give my boy Chase uh, some love, yeah. you know, after the Market House. Yeah. All those guys have just done amazing things, right? Chase's Saddle Creek Breakfast and Mosher and Sternella and Benny at Alcaron have just changed those neighborhoods, made those areas better, and hopefully, you know, made Omaha food better in everyone yeah. else's eyes. So, I mean, those are the places that I send my guys or my gals that come in town and, and uh, if we're going somewhere. But, I mean... You know, outside of the city, uh, Farmer Brown's is sure. one my family loves. You know, we always try to catch ourselves down there for uh, someone's birthday. You bet. Uh, and then, you know, in the old market, if you want to get a little um, crazy, 801 Chop House, I think, is hard to beat as far as quality. of. I know Omaha has a lot of steakhouses. Sure. And I know they have a lot of people doing a lot of things, but uh, Elizabeth Wallace and my friends Rick and, you know, those guys down there behind... Uh, the scenes at 801 Chop House really make that place go and make it a special, special place, whether you're just in there for, you know, something quick or you're in there for a drink or you want to yeah. go for the full experience. I think uh, Omaha's got it got it going on right now. we got a little momentum. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And, and Virtuoso, you know, I think they're just doing the walk-up window right now, which was which is fun anyway. When he's know, about regardless. to do a deli, you know, he's about to add a full-service de- like, um, oh. Italian sl- deli slash market okay. to that concept. So when you walk in, it'll be Sopranos-style nice. deli on one side, uh-huh. and then the pizzeria, as always, on the other side. Dave's really... Uh, gone all in on that concept and i think the evolution of it is going to be something that people go crazy for oh that's fantastic i was uh talking uh with matt frampton the yeah. urban slicer a little bit while ago and he, he had brought up virtuoso we were talking mozzarella and he was uh you know saying you know that that david losoli you might be able to get some from him so that that might make sense and if he's opening up that type of was uh, frampton on last week uh he was on a, a a couple episodes ago yeah so um i'm playing him in little league baseball in a couple of weeks oh man you know he called and now he wants to set up a double header <laughs> he's got a 12 year old team and i have an 11 year old select team and so oh we're gonna do some ball scrimmages here and get some things going i told him you know if we win i want pizza on the scene for my for my team or <laughs> on, no go on the premises <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that's fantastic well good well and well now you can you can compare your your food recognized food experiences but yeah he was super fun we were, we were talking he was giving some pizza recommendations on uh, across the nation, it was kind of fun because, uh, of course, some spots in Omaha. But um, and he's like, okay, here's my favorite pizza. 
ever, elsewhere. you yeah, know, yeah, cool. and here's this, you know, and, and uh, so that was cool. And we were talking mozzarella and, and where to, you know, where's your favorite mozz? And, and where's your favorite That's pepperoni? That's a deep question and, in itself. You know? Right, right, exactly. So that's cool that uh, La Sole is uh, opening that up. I think and, it's going to be uh, great. Yeah, yeah. I'm get some, you know, good meats and cheeses. Yeah, and, yeah. I so. think, you know, like I said, that's every time I watched The Sopranos, that was the part where you always wished you could sit outside and yeah. eat one of those wraps, pancetta sandwiches or something along those lines. And I think that's uh, about to come a re- become a reality for all of us. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, excellent. Well, cool. Well, anywhere else in the Omaha Metro, or if you want to open it up to the national, international scene, things that you have bumped into that uh, you might send people to go if they're here or abroad. Absolutely. So, you know, there's Chicago. We can work our way out. Yeah. Chicago is one of my favorite cities of all time. Um, And there's a chef uh, that I follow there really closely. Uh, He has been invited to Dandelion and accepted uh, in 2020. And the pandemic obviously changed everything. Sure. Um, And then this year we wanted him to uh, visit. And he took the phone call, which we're thankful for. And uh, he just didn't know what this year was going to hold. So we have scheduled for next year. But his name is Jason Vincent. Okay. And he's the owner of Giant Giant. in Chicago. And so this place, um, when you get to their website or you get to their Facebook page, you'll see um, not only amazing food and the menu will just grab your attention right away, but the approachability and the work that he's done to try to get his food to the people has really been next level. You know, I think for a long time, if not still, he has a food truck that with, he has two concepts. He has, um, uh, I believe it's uh, it's a Chinese con- Chinese food concept, an Americanized Chinese food concept by okay. chefs. And I want to say it's called Chef's Special. Okay. And so those are giant and Chef's Special. Those are two of his concepts and pet projects that are just out of this world. And I think yeah. that they do not get enough national recognition because of their size. Okay. Um, and, you know, I think that it's something if you're in town to, to Chicago, it's, those are places you can get in. Yeah. And you'll just have a phenomenal time. It's oh, really excellent, excellent food. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. What's a, what type of food do they serve? or what's Yeah, a... so I would compare it. I mean, it's American food, okay. but I mean, they go in spurts, right? It's ne- definitely what Chef Jason is inspired by. But like a sure. first plate, first course kind of uh, appetizer dish that they do is they do a homemade waffle fry that's okay. seasoned beautifully, right? And then they do this homemade crab salad that goes with it and it's this king crab salad that is just so beautiful and so noteworthy that the juxtapose with the flavors is just super fun you can have a cold beer and sit there you know what i mean and you just get to kind of immerse yourself into a neighborhood and it's not like i said it's not pretentious it's not something that's pushy yeah um it's not over the top it's just if that's what you're interested in and you're done right there it's great but i mean um you know there's really nothing to compare it to in omaha uh, per se, but yeah. uh, it's just an excellent spot. So definitely take your time and look that up. Uh, if we're talking now towards more moving towards the coast, I sure. like to hide in uh, South Carolina. That's kind of where I go to hide, uh, yeah. depending on the season. And so out there in South Carolina, there's a company called Cuda Co. Okay. And what they do is it's a beachfront establishment where you just sit there and you eat fresh seafood oysters or whatever the catch of the day is they sell like three or four beers at a time you can grab the food and just sit there because they have a few chairs or you can move along down the beach and go carry on with what it was you were going to do in the first place nice and so that's really kind of you know been the kind of places we go and there's one down there also called uh, leon's poultry and oyster okay which is out of this world and it's just been you know, someplace that the family always wants to go when we get down there. And it's in an old gas station, nice. kind of off the path a little bit, but they've really done a beautiful renovation and cold beers. And um, they do a froze slushy okay. that yeah. comes with your chicken dinner, whether you like it or not. And so some of those places are really kind of what I'd like to see Omaha go to. I think that one thing that's good about some of those communities in uh um, South Carolina is instead of just uh, being like, oh, you know, I have this great idea for a sports bar. Sure. <clears throat> they don't do it like that, really, it seems. Now, I don't know if there's a behind the scenes world that works, you know, a hidden hand, but <laughs> it seems like they put out concepts that are really valuable to the growth. They do one that's called Caviar and Bananas, um, and it's just kind what? of like a marketplace that also has some food and it's kind of you know, a hybrid. And so these things and these places like that open up in these cities. And I think that that's where Omaha is going as we get away from stamp it out, you know, sports bars are, what do you add to the scene? And I think that that's where, 
dandelion hopefully has allowed all of us who care about that type of thing and the elevation of what Omaha concepts can look like right um, really really in trust that's because fantastic. that's what we're headed for that's fantastic well you know on the on when we talk about our restaurants on on Saturday Omaha we have our thing called the Frampton scale and as I talked with Matt Frampton not associated with Matt Frampton but <laughs> our uh, our uh, our scale of epicness and, and a lot of it is um, my, my co-host Sam you know often says well where are these places when you know people are coming in from out of town that you would bring them to that they would remember that they when they leave Omaha that they would be like man I ate at this place and and it was amazing you mm-hmm. know and, and and all you know over easy I mean you get a you get a, a bubble waffle with chicken on top and a homemade pop tart I mean that's not that's going to stick with you and and like you said something where it's not a you know cut paste stamp out you know where it's got an essence to it, some heart, um, is, heart is fantastic, you know. Heart, that's what, you know, I mean, I think that that's what stays. Yeah. You know, you see the ones that have heart. You see the kinds of concepts that really care more about, you know, feeding you and then serving you and then right. giving you them themselves, giving of themselves, you know. And I think yeah. that we're getting way better at that. That's something that you will almost see now in the majority of new spaces, right? At least the spaces that are, you know, any good or get followed on Omaha Food Lovers or, you know, those kinds of spaces, you really have to have that heart and soul in it. Otherwise, I don't think there's much attraction there. Well, I I wanted to to branch into one of my favorite parts of Food Recognized Food and one of these topics, which is the topic of food memory. And, you know, uh, dishes or experiences with food uh, that really, really... You know, speak to your soul. We were just talking about heart, so perfect segue there. Um, and you know, I before we started talking here, as I was mentioning, you know, I, my and listeners, please put up with me giving the same example. But my uh, my grandmother's cinnamon rolls that that she would bake, and and I would eat them and play dominoes with my grandfather, and that's that's a really good memory. Or even my uh, my grandmother on my other side. Something simple like a like an oatmeal raisin cookie, mm. and she uh, lived up in Colorado. And they had a, uh, a, a pretty decent cabin-type house within the Rocky Mountain area, and all wood. And she had a pantry, and you you know open the door to this wood pantry, and there's this little red container with oatmeal raisin cookies that she would bake. You know, and I can still I mean this is years obviously now. Um, you know, going in there, and you know there's there's a certain uh, scent, and of course something you know mm. with the cookies, things that really stick with you. So. Over to you, Nick. What uh, what are some good food memories that you have? <clears throat> you know, so my family, part of my family comes from uh, Glenwood, Iowa. Okay. So not too far, but not, you know, close either. And so we would go over to Grandma's house over there, and she had a hill in her backyard, so she always made that fun for us to roughhouse and kind of sled or slide down. Oh, and yeah. So once that was all done, and we were dirty and sweaty and, <laughs> you know, had done everything we needed to do out there, uh, right, I don't know how she timed it, but right about that time, we'd be coming in the side door, and she'd be pulling out homemade runzas oh. from the oven, and so that would be our dinner, right? And this was before runza was runza. Sure. And so you know that was something that she really excelled in making. Um, I don't know that I remember her making anything else bread-wise, but runzas with the cabbage and the caraway and yeah. some beautiful ground beef and stuff. And, you know, if you were lucky enough to get cheese, you know, that week, that was definitely sure. uh, an added. But, I mean, that is something that you can't mistake. That's something that's young or old. You know, you hoped one day to be big enough to eat your own whole runza as right. opposed to have half, one you on know, the plate. half sure. cut up for you. But, I mean, as a kid, that was... Um, the best part you know that was a selling point (laughs) yeah uh, from our parents to get us over there definitely to go visit grandma you know and then on the other side uh she did a really amazing spaghetti style goulash right so it was spaghetti noodles and it was red sauce and it was you know hamburger too yeah but she used some flavor and some sugar combination that made it so good that just made it so inviting that you know, I remember sitting on, uh, you know, her uh, carpet with our little TV dinner style set up for at grandma's house and she'd have us ready to go. And the kids yeah. sat and ate dinner by the TV and the adults sat at the dining room. But, uh, you know, there was no time where at least two helpings of goulash was not consumed <laughs> wholeheartedly. But those are the best ones, you know, and those are the things that uh, I hope to give to my grandkids. And I hope that, you know, someday they look back and Google me and hear this podcast and yeah. make their kids goulash or make their kids a homemade runza and recognize that really 
again, the heart and soul is what hopefully drew us all to this business and keeps us all here and um, keep voting us, you know, keep voting on us with your money because yeah. we love it. And if we'll fight through a pandemic, we'll fight through anything. Seriously. And, and you know, all the pivoting that was done to still provide food. And, and I'll tell you, you know, restaurants provided me a lot of, of happiness. I mean, they always do, but even more so during the pandemic. It was a literal slice of, of, we'll say normalcy as much as possible. You know, you could still get that pizza to go or that whatever, mm. you know, sandwich and, and, and still have that. And, and you mentioned the, the goulash and the, you know, the runzas and things like that. So, um, you know, I think, I think a recipe in food might be one of the things that's as close to time travel as you could probably get. Um, and so, you know, those, do you have, you know, grandma's recipe from either side? Of course. There? You do, oh, oh beautiful. of course. In a book that I would never tell you sure. where it is, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. <laughs> Underground in a vault, like yeah. an elevator down. Grandma's runzas, B and G's, rounders, you know what I mean? That kind yeah. of thing. The hash brown rounds, all these things are hidden away, you know, under dirt and miles of sediment. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, okay. Since you said B and G's, I have to ask because there have been, there, there's a recent uh, social media discussion about, oh, you know, foods that you miss yeah. um, and things. And, uh, you know, I, I think I had brought up some, you know, ancient uh, uh, greedy foods like uh, Crystal Pepsi um, nice. and Dunkin' Donuts uh, breakfast cereal. Uh, maybe even Ecto Cooler from High C. There it is. But uh, there were more than one person that says B and G tasty foods. So now, uh, we, uh, Saturday Omaha did a, a live recording, uh, at taste of Omaha yeah. and, uh, you and I got to chatting, uh, via Facebook and you're like, you need to stop over at the, what the B and G tasty foods tent that you had right, there because right. you have the recipe. So for all those that are missing it, what might you tell them? What is happening with that super secret recipe? So we put an offer in on some raw land. We've been looking for a location that really fit our need yeah. for about a year and a half. One thing that we've been looking for that's different than what um, your listeners are used to is we want a drive through. We want something that allows you to grab it on your lunch break and not get out of your car or grab it late night when you're in a hurry and it's the summer and you want to grab 10 and a milkshake and you don't <laughs> yeah. want to be seen or screwed with, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and so, leave me alone, I got my BGs. Right, like <laughs> with cheese and leave me alone, you know? And so that's really um, an important part to the new business plan. And that's something that we really think allows B&G to stand the test of time moving forward yeah. uh, and to really link those memories. But it's been more and more difficult. Um, people either are not hold letting go of what they already have or they're bidding through the roof for what might be out there in certain spots. Sure. Um, and so we've been battling, we've been out there um, trying to find that right spot. And so there is an offer in as of Thursday on some raw ground oh, hello. Um, where we may be able to build our own building, which wasn't something that we initially thought that was going to have to take place. We yeah. thought we'd be able to find our own, but in this case, um, we're tired of waiting just like you are. And so, I mean, we uh, have some headwind. We have some um, people who are interested. Uh, we've found a ton of interest, even investment interest, from purists. Yeah. Let's oh, say. Sure. Yeah, you yeah. know, and so, you know, anybody out there with the love and, and the money that is interested in helping us grow this business and get it back going again is somebody we're interested in talking to. And so that's been really fun. You know, that part of it, like when we saw you at uh, Taste of Omaha, yeah. we met a dozen people, I'd say, that were interested in helping, you know. And Beautiful. so you vet those people and you see who's real and who isn't and what you need to know. And um, what we love is that we had even thought about doing a Green Bay Packers um, organizational idea where we had 90% of the money set up, uh -huh. but we allowed the community to buy in shares oh, cool. of ownership of B&G. So just like the Packers, it was owned by the city, yeah. not necessarily by us completely. And so right. that's definitely been, you know, in our wheelhouse and in our thought processes as far as the way we bring it back and kind of what the... Uh, what the pros and cons of all that is, but um, it's coming. It's in, it's in the works, and we have some great ideas on how we think we're going to advance that concept while keeping it, 
you know, rooted in its tradition. That's fantastic. Well, and if, if people keep an eye on the Overeasy social media and uh, Dandelion, you, because there was a B&G pop-up, uh, you're a Taste of Omaha, and I think you've done them Here. a couple times yeah. at Overeasy, right? Absolutely. So, so Last one was an excellent one. The turnout was phenomenal. Um, we got, I think, three sandwiches, three sandwiches away from selling out. Oh, wow. And there was a, an 11-car stack in the drive-thru <laughs> at one point. So, I mean, again, yeah. I, there was people inside the restaurant and in the drive-thru, and so that just proved to us, again, that that's something that the people want, and we want to give it to them that way. That's great. So even even before this opens up, keep an eye out. You, you may see your favorite sandwich pop up even before You then. will. Beautiful. Well, cool. Well, before we uh, sign off here, um, you know, anything that you would like to put out there for um, anything going on with your ventures, um, just any statements about the restaurant industry you'd like to let the people know about or anything at all, over, over to you. Open mic, sir. Thank you. Yeah. So there's a couple things going on behind the scenes right now that I think um, aren't ready to be made public yet, but uh, we have a very, very, very cool thing going on with the Sienna Francis house right now. Awesome. Um, something that really combines worlds and helps people all at the same time. Um, and we will definitely be asking for some support because there will be a cookbook um, of sorts Ooh. that the, um, the public can purchase. And it won't be like any other cookbook that you've been able to get before. And okay. I uh, really am excited to share that with everybody. And you get kind of the first glimpse of that. But um, nice. we're doing a project with them that I think really is, you know, again, rooted in community and does something for us all and really proves that Omaha chefs are some of the best in the nation. And, sure. uh, you know, for your listeners out there that are the people that work and make all this possible, just know that, you know, we care and that if you don't feel like the love's there, if you don't feel like, um, you know, you're getting the recognition or whatever it is that you deserve, call us at Dandelion, call us at, you know, um, Dundee hard ice cream call us at any of these types of places that we can help you or fit your need and we'll absolutely either place you or find a place to put you because you're important to us you're important to the people that eat whether they know it or not and so thank you for all the work that you do and keep going my goodness my goodness that's that's I'm, I'm sitting here and I that's impactful to to me um that to, to hear that and you're you're just providing roads and, 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 you know, putting that out there, that, that hand of help. And I mean, the service and hospitality industry and to all the people that are eating and your, your sisters and brothers and, and everyone in the restaurant industry. That's, that's awesome. That is fantastic. I, I can't end it any better than that. So I think we'll, uh, we'll wind it down here in Saturday Omaha's food, recognized food with Nick Bartholomew of over easy and dandelion pop-up and soon to be bng tasty foods and i left out dundee hard ice cream um please for the love of pete go get the uh i think it's is it the maple bourbon yeah bourbon caramel bourbon caramel there it is i i knew it because i had that and i had the uh there's a tequila one too the lime tequila, tequila. lime yeah yes the only thing i would tell you the alcohol content <laughs> is high bring ice to get that home because it melts fast and or you know, just eat it right there right, um, in, not in, in the, the car. Hall, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> just don't drive. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll call that good. Thank you so much, Nick, for your time. Thank you for opening up the house. Thank you, Chef Sarah, for this uh, pop tart of which I have a few bites left. Yeah, so you'll get I, there. I'm going to grab. I'm going <laughs> to get those. It's there's no to go here today. So awesome. Thank you so much. Nick. Absolutely. Really Thank you for it. coming. Ah, but this isn't the end of our show with Nick Bartholomew. A little time has passed since our initial conversation, and that collaboration with the Sienna Francis house that he was talking about, well, guess what? We've got some details on that. So here we go. Conversation part two with Nick Bartholomew on Food Recognize Food. Thanks, thanks for taking yet more of your time to, to yammer with me. Dude, happy to do it. So happy. No worries at all. Awesome. Cool. Well, you're you're coming in loud and clear. And uh, yeah, I, I was finishing up um, our our talk that was that was recorded and over easy, of course. And I had a yeah. little space, and I was like, I wonder if I can check in with Nick and see what's going on with uh, kind of a, a cool project that you were working on. So I uh, yeah, glad we could do this, and um, I just hoping you can uh, yeah, give me. Give me whatever updates, or if you you want to talk to me for a minute before you want to talk, or I don't know how you want to do this. I'm I'm ready to rock. So, cool. Yeah. So I mean, um, I'm ready to go. I, the uh, the project. You know, I don't know if I had a name for it the last time we talked, but we've since come up with a name, um, and it's going to be Dining with Dignity. 
Nice. Um, and so, you know, that's something that the Sienna Francis house came up with and kind of coined on their own and, um, you know, put into play. And so, I mean, the ideal there is what we're going to have is a group of, well, let me start at the beginning. Yeah. What we kind of have where the need grew from is the Sienna Francis has reached out to me and said, Hey, we have 435 people approximately that we feed three times a day. Yeah. And so three meals, you know, is a lot to put out on anybody that needs a meal. Uh, but it's obviously even harder, as you know, on a staff who needs to concoct those meals and make those meals happen. And so, um, what was happening, I guess, to hear them tell it is the, the quality of the meals was subpar Mm -hmm. to what they would have liked to give the guests that were coming to eat. Right. Um, you know, men, women, children, they all use the Sienna Francis house service. And so, uh, it's a situation where those people needed something that was better than just the most basic, basic, um, least common denominator of whatever this staff could come up with. Because one thing that the Sienna Francis house said right away, that's been absolutely true is they have plenty of help. They have volunteers and paid help. So that is just invaluable. I got to start with that. And, um, they have plenty of food, the food quality of some of the stuff that's donated there is excellent. Nice. So, you know, any of those donations that people have been given, please keep on giving because it's working yes. and those people have some great product to work with um, and they have a great facility. Yeah. So those three things, you know, they're in a good position to make this work and they know it. So they want to be more efficient. They want to be more um, able right. in what they're putting out and they want to just be something above par, right? Something that people can feel dignified eating, something that people can feel good about having in their stomach. And so uh, that was the reason they called me and we sat down and they had asked that um, I could find some chefs, you know, that would be willing to do this, to take their time to do this. And basically what the program we've now set up collaboratively is a chef comes in on a Wednesday. They get to see the facility they meet the staff, they see the food that's able for them, that's yeah. available. Um, and then if they need anything else, it can absolutely be appropriated. Uh, and, and you know, they are given a walkthrough of here's what, you know, timetables look like, here's what you can use. And what we really want is something like a family meal, you know what I mean? Like in something that really fulfills. And so then that chef goes home, thinks about it a little bit, thinks about what they had seen while they visited the facility uh, and picks a meal that they think that they can execute with that current staff at the Sienna Francis house. Um, And then that chef comes in and teaches uh, for a day how to make that meal start to finish. Yeah. So the chef will decide on what the meal will be. The chef comes in and tells the staff what to grab, what to prep, how long to cook it, which ways to cut it, how to store it cold, how to serve it hot, all the way down to final plate. Yeah. Um, and then that staff gets that recipe from that chef, puts it in their brand new recipe book, and hopefully can serve it on a regular basis because it becomes someone's favorite, because it becomes yeah. something better than average. And so we've had three chefs through so far. Uh, and it's been amazing. It's been crazy to watch it happen. Uh, the first meal was fried chicken with uh, a side of soupy beans, um, which was like these beautiful, great Northern beans, which is just perfect going into this time of the year. It's just so hearty. Um, and then vegetables. And then two weeks ago, chef did a beef roast with all the trimmings and that kind of thing. Um, and then, uh, I think this week's is Cuban food. Nice. And so we'll see what's next. And you'll know all the chefs by name. You know, some of them are uh, very well known. And so I think it's going to be fun. We're going to put a cookbook together yeah. uh, with pictures and stories of all these chefs at the end of the deal um, and sell it, you know, kind of to the Omaha public for a fun, uh, you know, charity drive. And then we're going to give that money back to the Sienna Francis house. And so I think it's something cool. I think we got something really fun going here. And so far the chef's response has been excellent. Nice. I I mean, 
this is so cool. So when you first told me about this and, and when you and I had our first conversation, this was just kind of getting going. So you're much farther along Correct. now. And when I think about this, it's like, I mean, the service and hospitality industry, I mean, everybody there is is there to help people. And this is like next level at that, you know, nourishment plus you know, bringing, like you said, bringing that extra dignity through food on somebody's plate to somebody that might just be used to whatever meal, and they're getting, they're getting the highest level that they can get. And the other thing that this kind of makes me think of is, is like, if if I can, I'll, I'll use Food Network's Iron Chef term, but I'm going to say something like Platinum Chef. Like this is next level. You get you got the chef come in. Here's your ingredients. Here's your staff. Here's a great cause, and then. Bam, like make it work and they're doing it. That's awesome. And it's fun, right? And like, here's the thing is I, any of these jobs right now with the, the, the shortages and the lack of staffing that, you know, these chefs are seeing every day, yeah. anything right now becomes a little bit more of a chore. You know, regardless if you want to do it or don't, there's just a little bit more lifting involved right now um, than there has been in the past. And so, you know, it's a phone call that everybody wants to take on, but some people, you know, may find some roadblocks. But it's just a testament to, um, I think, the, the goal that we have in mind. The last chef that left called me afterwards and said, you know, sometimes I give you some, you know, some uh, about calling me, but, uh, you know, thank you for this opportunity. It really meant a lot and it felt good to do it. So it was cool to, to have that come out of their mouth. I mean, my goodness, you know, building memories with the people eating, but those chefs are going to take that away and just, and then to put that down in a cookbook. So like that, then like, not only you have a secondary chance to help the Santa Francis house out again, and then, you know, us, the consumers that buy this, get a help and then get these awesome, you know, chef curated recipes and, that's that's amazing. I mean, that's that's multiple levels of making a difference and an impact and just just a cool idea. It's like like dandelion pop-ups are really cool and this sort of like is just a different essence of that same idea. Super cool, man. Super cool. So Yeah, thank you. I can't take all the credit on this one. That one was uh, definitely Chris Knopf. Uh, you know, and I sitting down at the Sienna Francis house and he kind of, you know, approached it like that because, you know, it's just too much for one chef to do on their own. Yeah. So how could we break it down and make it a collaborative effort? And I think it's just turned into something. And, you know, truly what, you know, the goal is here is if those meals motivate an individual to go out and take on the day a little better or, you know, reinvigorate themselves in any way that we can, then, you know, it's great to have a little bit of responsibility in that and help the greater good. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, that sounds so good. So if, if people want to either contribute or pay attention or get involved, like how can people seek this out so they can kind of see what's happening or maybe just wait for the cookbook or how does that work? Yeah, great question. So we will have some things that are going online here with social media um, and the newspaper and beyond here shortly. I think that really the big rollouts are going to start happening, it sounds like, closer to Thanksgiving. So after after Halloween season goes, then yeah. all of a sudden the momentum will kind of come out and the story will be something that's more present. And then, uh, you know, there'll be an email or excuse me, an email okay. or a Venmo account that people can reach out to and stay up to date on which chefs are coming. And a little funny side stories is kind of the hope. So there'll be like oh, yeah. a semi blog to it um, because there's been some really cool stories come out of this already. I mean, uh, just listening to one of the chefs, most recently was listening, not watching, listening to some of the staff cut. And she heard that the knife was dull and the person was doing it wrong and literally turned around without looking, grabbed the knife, replaced the knife, explained how the cutting would go easier if they did this like a coach and went back to their job. And it was like they learned something in that second that you'll never screw up again, just like you would if it was a four-star kitchen. Oh my gosh, that I I would have never thought about that level of of attention. And uh, wow, that's that's incredible. Well, and, and even that small thing, you're going to speed them up from day to day and just make their lives easier. Just the people all preparing it, the food, all yeah. of it. And I mean, here's the thing: if that chef does it every year now, yeah. once a year they come down and bring some new, you know, recipe with them, and it goes a little easier than it did last time because yeah. of the tutelage that they, you know, that they shared. Then 
it is working and dandelion has served purpose and that's the goal that's that's amazing so since since uh social media this this episode's going to air before uh thanksgiving season uh before halloween nice. like yeah so um could if people keep an eye on say over easy or dandelion are, are would that be a good place to just kind of pay attention and you might link yeah, to that both later of those places dandelion okay. and over easy's facebook and instagram will be there if you need to reach out in the meantime we're at uh, dandelion pop up omaha at gmail.com perfect um or just reach out to us directly uh via um facebook or okay. or instagram Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, sounds good. Um, Nick, thanks again so much. This is super cool. I'm glad we could fit this in with uh, with our talk about totally. everything else going on. And I'm excited we got to do this. So, so thanks again. No, thank you for doubling back, and I appreciate it. And I hope uh, once I have more specifics and the you know the stuff on the cookbook, uh, and uh, my co-producer Mark Swanson is a, an amazing photographer, and he's doing the cookbook side for us. We're working on copy together, but his pictures are going to be something great. And I think the cookbook will really show you know the human side of these chefs. And uh, any help you can give, we appreciate it all. Nice, nice. Thank you so much. All Thanks, right. dude. Have a good night. All right. Dave Zorko here. It's time for the wrap-up on Food Recognize Food. Cue the music. Those restaurants that Nick Bartholomew was talking about. España, which is no longer open in Omaha. But if you caught our conversation with Nat Ogura of Yum Omaha, it might be coming back. But in its place is All Courant, uh, recommended by many food recognized food guests and you can find that at 6064 maple street in omaha barrett's for that philly or the tenderloin at 4322 leavenworth street broncos try a number two plane with those fresh daily cut fries at 4540 leavenworth street virtuoso pizza 6056 maple street very curious to see what David Lasole is going to do with the, the deli section there. And get some hot honey to put on your pizza if you order. Saddle Creek Breakfast Club at 1540 North Saddle Creek Road. 801 Chop House, 1403 Farnham. And a little ways outside of Omaha, Farmer Browns, 2620 River Road Drive, Waterloo, Nebraska. Then outside of Nebraska in Illinois, Chicago to be exact, at Giant at 3209 West Armitage Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60647. And then to Charleston, South Carolina, Leon's Poultry and Oyster Shop, 698 King Street, Charleston, South Carolina, 29403. Kudako at 765 Folly Road, Charleston, South Carolina, 29412. So those are the restaurants that Nick recommended. Check out his restaurant ventures, Over Easy, Dandelion Pop-Up, Dundee Hard Ice Cream, soon-to-be B&G Tasty Foods, and of course, keep an eye out on Over Easy and Dandelion Pop-Up social media for Dining with Dignity, the project with the Sienna Francis House to bring chef-designed meals to those in need, and cookbook to follow so you can maybe uh, get some of those recipes in your own hands. So anyway, thank you so much, Nick Bartholomew, for your time, and thank you, the listener, for spending time with us. And that's it for our episode on Food Recognized Food with Saturday Omaha. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this.